On the Road to No Place Left. This is Feeney, also known as Peter Lindell, and I'm driving as we learn to share the gospel, make disciples, and reproduce leaders and churches until there is no place left where the name of Jesus hasn't been heard. This is season two, where we're learning from people pursuing no place left that are not getting paid by a ministry or church. Today I'm interviewing Isaac and Tay, who are in the army and, at the time of this interview, were also solidly in the Bible Belt. Isaac and Tay are another couple connected to the No Place Left Army Network. If this episode intrigues you, check out the show notes for several other on-the-road episodes related to NPL Army. Listen after the interview for how to leave a comment, ask a question, or jump in to pursue No Place Left yourself. For you guys, what's been the best part of your last week? This past week's been a difficult week with work, um, to be honest. A lot of really long days. I don't have the option to leave leave work early. So, But honestly, the best part has been Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. There's our sanctioned rest time. And that was really, really refreshing. That, for me, was, was the best part of my week. We got to go on a date night. Um, that was really fun. And for me, this past week, um, I've just really enjoyed getting to know our neighbors more. We just moved at the beginning of this month. And there's one neighbor in particular who lives right next to us who's a believer and just getting to talk with her more and going to some different things with her has been really cool. And then just, uh, I mean, just today I feel really refreshed being with a community um, of fellow believers that we found. And we got to eat lunch with some of them and pray. Isaac, what do you do? What's your what's your job that you got those long hours at? I'm in the Army, being trained as a field artillery officer. Uh, so I'm at Fort Sill, Oklahoma, going through about five, six months of training. I uh, just graduated uh, this in May of 2019. You know, during school, um, I, I saw myself as a as a full time missionary in school. Uh, what about you, Taylor? Are you uh, working outside the home anywhere or full-time supporting Isaac? What do you do? <laughs> I'm, I'm a handful. <laughs> yep. Um, when people ask what I do, part of what I say is I'm following Isaac <laughs> with the Army and wherever that takes us. And uh, right now I'm finishing up a degree online. And so I'm super blessed because it's been flexible and I can do school wherever as long as there's Wi-Fi. Uh, it's super big encouragement. I keep on running into this this West Point No Place Left Army connection. God's just doing some really cool things. Uh, so I would love to hear just your guys' kind of personal story of your connection to that. Uh, my freshman year, um, I got to know Austin Wilson. Um, during that time, uh, several folks, Jim McKnight, um, Chuck Woods, came up to do a, a mid-level. And that was kind of when, at West Point, we caught the vision um, of No Place Left. That's when I caught the vision. I think that's when Austin really uh, caught the vision as well. So yeah, so kind of from the very beginnings with, with Austin and Lindsay, I was there with them. That mid-level was at the end of the, end of the first semester of my freshman year, and that second semester is when I started co-leading a church um, with another guy. For the first time, I felt, wow, having grown up in a non-denominational church, I, my eyes were open to practical tools that I could wrap my mind around, that I could practice myself. I learned how to share the gospel for the first time. That was something that was on my heart 
but I had no idea how to do that. You know, I had I had led Bible studies, but I had never broken the paradigm of, of calling a church. And so there were a lot of things in that really shifted in my heart during the three, three and a half years at West Point of doing No Place Left that God really opened my eyes to, to what it looks like to, to obey the Father, what it looks like to teach others to do that as well. So yeah, that was my initial kind of connection with No Place Left. Taylor, what about you? What's your connection? It actually, I didn't make the connection with how I first found out about No Place Left until several years after I had learned some of the tools. And so at one point I was living in Hawaii with my family and I was in high school and going to a youth group. Um, and one night I, so I just went and then for the lesson that night, we were learning how to um, share our testimony in 15 seconds. And we were learning this thing called the three circles. Mm-hmm. So we spent the evening doing that and then going out and practicing it around the town. Um, and it turns out that earlier that week, Troy Cooper from California had been in Hawaii and just taught some of the leadership with the church that I was going to just about no place left in the tools. And then I took that and, and I started to share with people. And I was so excited because there were other people who were doing the same thing that as I was. And so we could kind of just talk about what the Lord was doing. And then I moved twice before going to West Point for a little bit where I was a nanny for a family up there. And that's where I met Isaac through something called Daily Fellowship that was going on where it's a daily gathering of believers and they were practicing SOS um, for about an hour almost every day. And the Lord was just doing a lot through that. And when when I first started to go, I actually asked someone, hey, I learned this thing Um, where you share your story, you share your testimony in 15 seconds. And then they said, oh, yeah, we do that, too. And I found out what No Place Left was and then made the connection. And Do you want to tell us just what's that SOS? So SOS, something that I've learned, is a tool during um, the time when you're reading the Bible, whether it's by yourself or with other people. And so S stands for say. O stands for obey, and then the final S stands for share. And so what is this passage saying, or what do you think God is saying to you through this passage? Is there something from this passage that you think um, the Lord is calling you to obey? What do you see to obey in this passage? And then share. Is there anyone who you feel like the Lord is calling you to share what God's been teaching you through this with? Um, Anyone in particular? And so that's something that I've found really beneficial during my times for reading the word by myself or with other people in that kind of daily fellowship. Do any just recent stories come to mind of just God showing up and doing an awesome work? Uh, one really encouraging thing for us has been we have felt recently that God is calling us towards we're going to be in the Bible Belt for for a while, for about three, four years. And one of the places that God is really but on our heart is the mission field in the Bible Belt and among believers, folks who are who are going to church every Sunday. You know, some of them are are living the gospel and they don't have direction for that. 
and some of them are not li- living the gospel at all. And so, um, so anyway, we, with that in mind, um, we were, there's a, um, a guy at, uh, at West Point not involved with No Place Left, and um, we had the opportunity to go to lunch with him, and I was just thinking, man, I don't want to go to lunch, I'm tired. God kind of nudged me, Holy Spirit nudged me, and, and so we ended up going to lunch with him, and he referenced us to a church in Oklahoma. And so when we got here, God just kept on tugging on my heart about this church. And so we we showed up there one Sunday and it was so cool to see um, how quickly they adopted us into their family and they loved us and, and to see their vision for, they wanna reach Lawton, they wanna reach Oklahoma. So they already have the vision. They wouldn't call it No Place Left. They, they've never even heard of No Place Left, but we've slowly been um, as we've built relationships, we've been um, showing them the two kingdoms. And I could tell you, these guys are so stoked about sharing the gospel. Um, we had a cool opportunity um, just last night, yesterday evening, to walk around and train one of our, our new friends there, the two kingdoms, gospel presentation tool that, that works really well in Western, cult, Western culture among the sleeping Christians. So anyway, we got a ch- chance to train him and he is so stoked. God's brought us to this church. We feel very confident and we're really excited to give them some focus and some vision as the Lord leads. It sounds like there's more there, at least stirring in your guys' hearts than just this singular church. I guess has God brought that about through different ways? On the transition out of West Point, God, um, both of our hearts started placing this vision for partnering with the body of Christ. And one thing that, that God has, had, has always put on my heart is, is a hope and a vision is there's a there's a significant lacking of meeting with the body of of Christ in in the sense of you know we were at West Point and there's so many people who are believers but there's so much disunity among that and so with that disunity that's actually where kind of daily fellowship came into play where, where it was a place of hey let's gather the believers anyone anyone who wants to get into the word let's gather together and let's look at what it means to obey Christ. And kind of out of that simple kind of obedience of, of what is God saying to you? How can you obey it? Who can you share it with? God started putting more on my heart that, hey, there's a lot of sleeping Christians who they just have to have a little bit of direction. And so with that, we, um, we left West Point and felt God saying, get plugged in with a church, um, a traditional church, which is very controversial and the no place left world, right? Because um, it's kind of like don't get don't get plugged in with with the church like that because um, it'll slow you down. It'll you know kind of it'll start shifting your paradigm. Just kind of this mindset. And really, yeah, we feel like God's calling us to kind of merge the two in a sense. No place left. Take a traditional church setting, merge it with no place left. And what's really cool uh, is the church that we've got plugged in with here, Credence Church. They're not calling their Sunday morning church, they're calling it gathering. Um, and they have a huge emphasis on gathering in homes. And they're at a place where they are not calling a house church, they're calling a community group. They have a house community group and they're ready to multiply. They are, we got here at the perfect time after they've been here for 18 months and they're saying, we need to multiply. Um, so it's just really cool how God has kind of taken our vision um, that he's put in our hearts for taking no place left uh, merging that with um, 
you know, kind of traditional uh, church um, for essentially a, a hybrid. And just to see what, what God um, will do with that, we just begging him that he will do what he wants to do, not what we want to do. But yeah, just to see things unfolding, it's been really, really exciting. I think too, just the the vision of, of reaching the Bible Belt is like really been surprising to think about that that the gospel needs to saturate through the Bible Belt. But the other thing is getting here and realizing that there's a lot of fertile soil in the Bible Belt. And it's because the gospel is continuing to re- reverberate. Um, it might be a distorted gospel, but there are people who are hungry for more of Jesus. They're hungry for the true gospel. They're hungry for, for Jesus. God has led us to a place to see with eyes that the Bible Belt is a huge mission field, and it's a place where um, God's word is what I think is going to is going to start saturating through the Bible Belt. At least that's that's what we hope. <laughs> and with talking um, with the pastor at the church, one thing that that stuck out that made me really excited to just talk with him more and just cast a a vision and just. A, see where we're at and where they're at and how that is aligning. He said that while they were in Texas, they met these two women who moved to Texas from China to be missionaries. And just seeing how people in China are coming to the Bible Belt, to America, because they're seeing that this is a lost area too. There's been a recent article about the church in Iran taking off, and there's a specific story of a family that moved to America, and then they wanted to move back because of the sleepiness of the church, like they felt themselves lulled into that. So that just speaks to the need you guys are talking about of the gospel to change us even here. The county I live in is 25% evangelical, allegedly, according to the stats, but I pretty regularly run into people that haven't heard the gospel before. Like, of course, they've heard of Jesus and they know of church, but there's just a huge need uh, to raise the church up to just commit to that regular faithfully sharing the true gospel. So I love that. Mm-hmm. Definitely seeing that here, too. But how have you been meshing that with your like long work hours and just the schedule? Yeah, it's, it's honestly been been pretty tough, but we're doing an online discipleship group and the time is, you know, with the time change, we're doing it with um, my brother and his wife and another couple. When I'm working past, you know, 6.30, 7 p.m., that's gonna start butting into that time where we have a weekly schedule to do, to have you know, our discipleship group together. Taylor's had to pick up, pick up the ball. And, you know, with that, we've just had to be really disciplined with our time. We've kind of sanctioned Friday evening to Saturday evening. That's, that's our rest time. Uh, we want to have a restful time because usually Sunday is very restful for us. I am really excited to start learning with some other ladies here and hopefully go out and share with them and model what it looks like to share the gospel and then observing them and seeing them go out on their own. There's been a couple of ladies here who, there's a park really close by, and so sometimes I go and talk with some of the moms down there, and it's been really awesome to see how they, how they're pursuing the Lord, and 
going to different things and training their children in the way of the Lord as well. And so that's been encouraging and maybe starting, I'm thinking about starting a prayer group sometime and I'm really excited to use our house. And to be honest, it has been pretty difficult transition because coming from more of a more, I guess, hardcore, no place left, you know, the army's pretty regimented um, and that's kind of how no place left army is too. In the army, no place left. It's it's like okay, we have our our accountability team. You know, this questions are set. We're gonna make sure to be there at the right time. Like that's kind of planned out. Then you have your you know your Sunday um, church that you're being fed into spiritually. So you're kind of your parent church. You're pouring into another church. So that's your um, church that you're you're pouring into. But then we come to Oklahoma, and on top of that, regimentedness. Where now we're with this calling to partner with a traditional church now that that takes up Sunday morning. And then that church also has a Sunday evening gathering. Pretty soon we're, we're looking at it and there's a huge need for discipleship here. So if I want to do an accountability team with, there's so many different opportunities right now that God is just throwing in our laps, people who are hungry for discipleship. We can't do it on our own. There's too much to do right now. And we haven't gotten to the place where um, we have laborers who can, who are trained up, and ready to, to rock and roll. So honestly, Feeney, it's, it's been really difficult for us, but we've been praying a lot. We've been trusting the Lord and making sure that we are on the same page as a couple, that our vision is the same and being really defensive with our time, you know, not letting things that do not line up with that vision clog up our calendar. Honestly, as I've interviewed a bunch of people like yourself, the challenge to me has been, and I'll just toss this out for anybody that has more of a flexibility because they're working for a church or ministry. I felt myself realizing like I can say yes to more opportunities, but I, because of that, you can end up saying yes to not great opportunities. So I just would encourage you guys that you've got an opportunity to really hone in on what's important. But then the challenge for me and others that are, again, working for a church or ministry is remember just saying yes to a bunch of stuff isn't actually the right answer. It's finding a faithful few. It's really investing specifically where God's called you and leading you. So yeah. I think that's a great dynamic that that brings out. Let's just say somebody's listening and they're kind of exactly who you described. They're just, they a little bit like me for a lot of my life, fine with sitting in a pew, agree with the gospel, um, definitely have had a profession of faith, uh, but they're just hearing this and they're like, man, I do need to take some steps of obedience. I need to be about sharing the gospel. What would you say to somebody that's kind of fits in that category? The first step is, is little steps of obedience, you know, understanding the truth of, of who God is because understanding like identity, right? If we don't understand our identity, then we're not going to live out who Jesus is on a day-to-day basis. You know, that's one of the big things that, you know, we've talked to some of the folks that God has put in our path recently is, hey, identity is huge. And if if our, if our we're distorted on who we are in Christ, that's going to off-center us on a lot of other things. And then from there, let's share the gospel. Let's, let's freaking send the gospel because the gospel is what has changed our lives. Um, the gospel is what has brought us hope and joy. And honestly, a lot of people aren't there because they they sat in a, a, a Sunday church, a traditional church. But, you know, that's most of America. Sit sit in a church, um, have an emotional experience, raise your hand, say a prayer, and that's Christianity for for a lot of America. Is, is there a heart change there? Sometimes there is, and, and and that's where the gospel is is clearly seen. But other times, it's it's 
the only change is change of schedule. Now they're going to church every Sunday. Just seeing that our identity is in Christ, through him we must live and move and have our being. We must abide in Christ. And from that, that'll lead us to share the gospel. Um, that'll lead us to obey the Father. Now, there's a lot of people, too, who have an urge to, like, I want to sh- say they want to share the gospel. They want to proclaim the name of Jesus, but they don't know how. So from there, it's just a matter of saying, hey, have you, have you, have you heard of the two kingdoms? Have, has anyone ever shown you how to share the gospel and then modeling for them? Because what we're seeing in Oklahoma is that there's a lot of people who want to share the gospel, but there's not yet the tools there in place for them to know how to share the gospel. There's not a time of practice to practice sharing the gospel. And then with that, just not doing it alone. If you feel like you are sitting there on a Sunday or just going about your daily life, you know that something needs to change. This isn't all that there is. Maybe you can talk and share that with another fellow believer, with another friend, and they're feeling the same way, then you can grow and you can learn um, and find your identity in Christ and the commands that he says together and run that together in the same race, on the same path. I'm just going to go out on wing and share something, too, that the Lord kind of, I had a dream, and in this dream, all I knew is that no place left had, had been reached. There weren't faces or names, but I was with a team of people um, and no place left had been reached. As I was standing there, I could feel just the weight of, there was a disheartened weight because I was with people who were looking to see no place left happen, no place left had happened. And then there was just a space. There was just space. And, and there's so much anticipation of Jesus is coming back, Jesus is coming back. No place left has been reached, but we don't know the timing of what the Lord is going to do. We, we don't, we can't say that as soon as no place left, as soon as we've reached every tribe and tongue, then Jesus is going to come that split second. That's not in scripture. But what we do know is that no matter the cost, we are called to follow Jesus every second, every moment. And we are called to reach the ends of the earth. And whether that means partnering, partnering with churches in the Bible Belt or going to back to Iran because the Bible Belt is too sleepy for you, it doesn't matter freaking the ends of the earth, share the gospel, make the Lord's name known, bring everything under the submission of the Lordship of Christ. And and that's our call. I love it when my guests leave me nothing else to say. So if you have any follow-up questions for me or Isaac or Tay, you can check out the show notes or use this number, 321-209-3899. Call or text your question and we'll get an answer back to you. If you're looking for training or coaching, use that same number, 321-209-3899. And text the word training or coaching to get connected. This is Peter Lindell, also known as Feeney. Thank you for listening. Keep sharing the gospel, making disciples, and reproducing leaders and churches until there is no place left where the name of Jesus hasn't been heard. Hey, one more thing. If you've enjoyed On the Road, would you consider a financial gift to support it? You can check out the show notes for a support link. I'm asking right now because if you give through that link on September 10th, 2020, your gift will be matched by up to 20%. No pressure, but thanks for considering.